Hello, welcome to the Girl I Slept in My Makeup podcast by three sisters who live in three different states who are excited to talk to each other and also to learn and grow alongside of each of you. My name is Megan. I'm Kristen. And I'm Lauren. Hey, Lulu. Hey. (laughs) Welcome back to the podcast. You've been gone for two weeks. I know. It feels good to be back. I missed you guys. I know. And well, today we're without KK, but we have two awesome guests that we cannot wait to get to know for our entrepreneur series. We have Whitney and Rachel from Shine Hot Pilates in North Dallas, and I cannot wait to try this place because it is hot Pilates. Amazing. Whitney is a single mom of two, a registered nurse turned fitness instructor and business owner. And Rachel is a mom of three and a veteran Pilates instructor of over 12 12 years. And they joined forces over a passion for the body movement and love of music and created Shine Hot Pilates. So we can't wait to learn about it. Thank you for doing this with us and welcome to the podcast. Hey guys, we're so excited to be here. Yay. Amazing. So Whitney and Rachel, if you guys want to take turns, but let our listeners know just kind of a little bit more about your background. It's super interesting to me, Whitney, that you went from RN to Pilates owner and instructor. So I I want to definitely hear more about that. Um, But just let us know how you guys got started and how you opened up your business. Did you guys know each other before you went into business together and just give us all the things. And then also just we'll dive into how it's going through COVID and kind of present day, but give us a little bit more history about each of you. Okay. So yeah, we did. um, We met as moms. Um, Our youngest children were in school together. So that's how we kind of came together. I was working as a registered nurse at the time. Um, I had a Pilates... um, certification from college, but I started getting my um, yoga certification um, during this time and got another Pilates certification as well. And so, yeah, I just decided to kind of take everything that I kind of knew about the body from being a nurse for so long and just transitioned into something that I really had a passion for, which was, which was fitness. Um, Rach, what about you? Yeah. So my journey has been a long one to get here. Um, I was in fitness. I've been in fitness for over 12 years, started in um, Pilates doing reformer work. So that was kind of my original background. Um, and I worked for a big box studio, uh, big box gym, I guess you would call it for this entire uh, decade and um, started teaching in group fitness about 10 years ago and kind of just started making it my own. Like at, at these big box studios there, you would just kind of show up and they would say, teach a class like called Pilates. And I would have all creative range to kind of um, to make it what I wanted. And I started thinking, well, I really want to make this fun. Like, what can I do to make this more fun? I'm so tired of boring workouts where we're just doing, you know, squats and lunges and how can we, make this experience something that people like look forward to instead of, Oh, I have to get this done in the day. So Mm -hmm. I kind of started doing my own spin on it and focusing on rhythmic based workouts, following the beat of the music and kind of got a little following at this big box studio. 
and decided that it was time to go out and show the masses what I had created. And then Whitney and I came together and made it its own thing and this whole little shine method. So that's where, that's where we came from. That's really, really cool. So you mentioned, or Whitney, you mentioned that you guys were mommy friends before and were you guys, did you have any hesitation just being friends before going into business together? And if so, how did you guys kind of work through any like fears or concerns or anything like that as far as going into business with one another and remaining friends? (laughs) So I think that, you know, going into business as friends, you always know that there is, um, (laughs) it's a risk, right? Mm -hmm. So I think Rachel and I definitely discussed that going into it. And the nice thing was, is we are a complete opposite. So we work, we fill the void, you know, where, where I exceed Rachel, you know, um, has is literally on the opposite end of the spectrum. And Mm -hmm. so it really just works. And, and we kind of said from the beginning, you know, when neither one of us are really pushy on anything in particular. So when one of us is pushing on a certain thing, Mm -hmm. we know, okay, let's step back. So I think we've had a really good open line of communication that was set forth from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, it it has worked for us thus far, even through, as you mentioned, COVID, where the stress has been really high. We've still found a way to uh, work together and remain friends through it all. That's That's awesome. And I think we kind of compartmentalize that too. Like, you know, when we're in our friend mode, we're in friend mode. And when we're in work mode, we're in work mode. Not to say that they don't mix, but we have an ability as friends, I feel like, to turn it off for a minute and because we have to stay, you know, connected in other ways that are not just about the business so that we still maintain that friendship. Yeah. That's all really good stuff to make sure that what I'm hearing you guys say is community overlay communication. And it sounds like with you, you both bring different strengths to the table. So you complement each other really well. And so let's kind of talk about this COVID time, because I think it's so important for listeners out there to whether they own their own small business or they're thinking about it. I think this time is such a time of change. And just we know so many people personally, my husband included, who, you know, after so many years in the corporate world are kind of stepping back and re looking at their life. And entrepreneurship is something that I don't know, it just feels like a lot of people are doing. So tell us with your studio, just how have you guys been able to maintain business? Because I would imagine, I mean, did y'all have to shut down for a while? Kind of walk us through what it's been like and how you have overcome and gotten through it. So like other small businesses, we were forced to shut down in March and, you know, we all kind of knew that this could be coming. And um, one thing I will say about Whitney and I is that in our personal lives, we've kind of had to adjust, pivot. We're used to that feeling of, hey, you know what, life is going to throw us curveballs and we are going to handle them the best we can. So I think we kind of took this pandemic in the same way we've done in our personal lives, which is, okay, we're not going to throw in the towel. We're not going to cry about it. Well, maybe we did cry about it sometimes, but (laughs) 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 metaphorically cry about it. We are just going to keep pivoting and keep figuring out a way to keep our dream alive. Right. So Mm -hmm. in some sense, we were lucky that 
it did happen somewhat early in our business, even though it seems unlucky, we were able to kind of curb our spending and our, you know, we were in that mode anyway of like, we're a new business. We've got to be careful. We have to be responsible. So, you know, we weren't over, you know, stressed at that time of, you know, okay, we've got bills to pay, you know, we have bills to pay, but we didn't have, you know, major loans to pay back. And we had been really setting ourselves up to be in a good position, good, bad, or indifferent in the beginning of our, of our opening. So we were able to make a quick pivot, handle negotiating with our landlords as best we could. And basically we just dove right into online. I think we were one of the first studios to, to start online. And, you know, really it was just Whitney and I and a, and a little camera, sometimes from home, sometimes from my mom's backyard, sometimes from the studio. And we were just banging out videos left and right and getting them up, getting the content up as quickly as possible. So we didn't lose our audience. That was the most important thing to us. Do not lose these people. We have this community that we've created. And at the end of the day, whether we're in the studio or online, this is the feeling we want people to have, that they are included, that they are part of this method that we love. And so we just wanted to make sure that we captivated that audience right off the bat. It's also important to note, as Rachel's giving that background of a new business, and just to put it into perspective, um, we closed down um, on the day we had been open for four months. So wow. we were open for four months and closed down. So again, like she said, wow. it, I think in some ways it did work to our advantage. In other ways, um, that's scary. That's a scary. Yeah. It's a scary obstacle to to face as a new business uh, and just us by ourselves. Like we've mentioned, there's no you know there's nobody else in this business. It's just it's just us. So just the two of you. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And has this kind of experience has it encouraged y'all or has it shifted your approach to how you'll continue business in the future? Or do you guys kind of still maintain the same business plan just once COVID is over? Well, it has, it's, I would say that it's definitely changed it. Um, Mm -hmm. I think one thing you will hear us say often is the pivot and that's just it. It's staying light on our feet and being able to go from online, you know, back in the studio. And, and as far as the business plan, I mean, this has forever altered us, at least for the foreseeable future, because we are teaching to a room a half full room from what we had anticipated having, because Mm -hmm. even though there's, you know, the state officials say 75%, unfortunately for us, it's more of where do people feel comfortable? And Mm -hmm. so the percentages don't matter as much for us. So it is, I mean, we're, we're operating about half capacity and, I think just as business owners, what we have learned is how to keep it light and how to keep it tight just, and Mm -hmm. we started that way. And I think, you know, um, I think we'll have to continue that um, for Mm -hmm. the foreseeable future. Yeah. Yeah. We set ourselves up in that regard that we didn't care about the fancy fixings and really made this whole business plan center around the workout itself. So like she said, keep it light, keep it lean. So, you know, that's, that's awesome. my biggest advice for people opening a business is like, don't get caught up in the brass, you know, fixtures or whatever it is. Yeah. And all the shininess. Exactly. Yeah. Shininess, so. yeah. <laughs> for us, we, we bring the shininess in a different way. And that was, and again, that was our choice because we had advice from people who had opened fitness studios going into it, you know, 
we did all of these things, the, the shiny objects, um, maybe the puns intended there, but the shiny objects <laughs> and the best finishes. And at the end of the day, that didn't matter because even though it was a great workout, you've outpriced yourself. I mean, you know, yeah. so, so that was advice that we received and I'm more thankful for it today than ever having followed that because we've, you know, paved a, as, as successful path as you can have being a fitness studio in a pandemic that much I can say. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's amazing. And that y'all were only open for four months and then had to pivot. So yeah, it's such a kind of metaphor, the shine hot Pilates that you probably didn't even know is like, like you said, shining from the inside. And that's what this podcast is all about is finding ways to love yourself and shine from the inside. So I like that it kind of ties together. And I did want to mention, you know, what you guys offer, because I failed to do that in the beginning. But just so everybody knows, they offer three formats all in 90 degree plus heat. Um, So I'm really excited to come try this myself because I love hot yoga. I love Pilates and it seems like a combination. Sounds perfect. So you basically, you have really fun music too, right? Y'all were saying? Right. We like to call it a party on the mat. So (laughs) from the moment the music turns on, we're just like having the time of our lives and again, making the workout fun. And so part of our method is the music and the music matching the beat of, uh, you know, the beat of the music matching the workout. So everything is timed on the music and people be become used to anticipating kind of there's a change coming, there's a drop coming, there's a beat drop, we're going to do something here. So that whole feeling of the music kind of coming into your body and helping you move is a huge part of our method. Yeah. I love love that. Yeah. Cause I always say I need to take dance classes for workout because I just love to dance even in Pilates. If the like, if I like the song, I would just find myself moving. And then what would you say? I feel like we've already kind of touched on it, but what kind of sets shine apart and what are the types of classes you offer? Are there multiple types? There are. There are. So like you said, Shine Hot Pilates is just our take on the traditional mat Pilates. So like Rachel just mentioned, even though we're using some of the classical movements, some of the classical Pilates moves, they're still to the beat of the music. So it just brings a whole different vibe. It's not your traditional, you know, on the mat staying there, you know, just your basic, we'll say, um, class. And then we have um, the arms, abs, and assets. Um, that's more of our re- resistance training and overall strengthening type class. So we use resistance bands. Maybe some heavier weights are in there. Um, and this is something that she and I, um, I mean, we cre- again, we created it all. But this one we created just with a very specific flow just to help strengthen your body um, to kind of be able to move through um, more efficiently, our shine hot sculpt format, which is the much it's the more rhythmic flow, um, the one that we truly refer to as a party on the mat, and it's definitely um, our iconic class for sure. So it's a crowd pleaser, yeah, and it and it, and it does too. They all they all incorporate um, Pilates principles, so that is mm-hmm. what we are based in. But it's again, it's all on the mat, not a reformer. I know that's always a question that some people come with they mm-hmm. thinking that they're on a reformer we are not everything is on the mat and it's bare feet so people always ask these kind of questions do I need a certain type of sock or shoes we do everything barefoot there it there are cardio elements to every class so you're really getting that full circle of a workout from head to toe heart rate comes up heart rate comes down so it's a really effective way to to get fit and also 
burn a whole lot of calories in one glass. Like sometimes I look at my Apple watch, I'm like, wow, well done, Rachel. Like <laughs> I burned 500 calories for myself today. So it's, um, it's pretty intense. Like I don't, you know, I think Pilates sometimes can be associated with more stretching and, you know, uh, and all of that is incorporated, but we, it is not your mama's Pilates. It is definitely a challenging workout. This is so exciting. I can't wait to come try it when I visit Megan in Dallas. So <laughs> um, let's take a step back for a second and take us kind of back to pre-COVID, pre-opening. I, you guys are already inspiring me. I know that you're going to be an inspiration to our listeners. You're moms and you have all this stuff going on. And what there has to be a level of fear involved with starting your own company and just making that jump and just saying, okay, let's turn this idea into reality now. And so if you would kind of take us back to where your mindset was in those days and how each of you kind of overcame any fears that you had just towards, or, and if you're willing to share with us what fears you had and um, just kind of what you did to overcome that and go for it. So I would say it, it was probably the scariest thing I've ever done in my life because as you mentioned earlier, I'm a single mom to two girls and I'm a single mom because my husband is actually deceased. Um, oh, and wow. so that for me was the scariest part. I mean, you know, it's it's jumping into something as a true single mom. I have no family here, but it's a passion and it's something that I want to follow and while it's scary because, you know, you think, how much is this going to take away from my family? You're, you're it. But also as having two, fem- you know, two daughters, two females to raise, it mm-hmm. was my biggest driving factor was I want to be something. I want to be something on my own. I want to start something and I want them to see that. And I want them to have that example. I don't want them to ever think that, you know, because that you've been dealt a situation that that should alter your path at all, you know, that it should make you stronger at the end of the day. And so um, that was my driving force as well as my greatest fear was what was this going um, to do? But they've been really supportive um, and they're so proud. I think both of our kids, you know, they, they try to give us inspiration for classes and they're, they're pretty invested. And so, um, you know, it's fun to watch and to the point where one of my kids now even says, you know, I want to be an entrepreneur when I grow up. So, Aww, that's you know, so it's, cool. yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty powerful just to kind of have that have that experience and that fear while it's still there. And, you know, again, you're saying pre-COVID, but obviously COVID coming into it and that just additional layer of fear of where this goes. But just mm-hmm. using the 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 message that I was hoping to convey to them of don't let these obstacles get in your way and just keeping that in mind for myself as we move through this through this process. Yeah. Whitney, thank you for sharing that. I'm I yeah. know I'm PMSing, but I actually kind of teared up. <laughs> Super, super inspirational. And I love that you were able just to stay focused on your why and that your daughters were and continue to be that motivation behind just sticking with it, even through the hard. And gosh, that's such powerful stuff. And what an inspiration and model you are for your daughters. So well done. Thank you. Yeah. Right. Rachel, Thank you. Rachel, do you have anything to add to that? 
Sure. So for me, um, I would say that one of the biggest driving forces for me was that I wanted to leave some kind of legacy as well, right? So that feeling of, you know, I loved what I do. I love teaching Pilates and teaching group fitness, but it just, it always felt like it's not enough. There's not enough people. I'm not reaching enough people, right? I'm not getting to everybody that I want to, I want to experience this and to impact people's lives in a positive way. So for me, that was a huge driving force. Like I want to be able to take this even bigger, right? Dallas, wherever mm-hmm. online, I want people to feel good about their workouts. And that is a huge passion of mine and a major driving force. But, you know, from a fear perspective, you know, Whitney and I both have had a lot of personal struggles. And I, um, as we opened this business, I was in the process of going through a divorce. So um, it's been a a scary road, you know, and uh, similar to what Whitney said, I just wanted to show my kids, like, I can stand on my own two feet, I can, uh, um, you know, ride the waves of tough times, you know, highs and lows and show them that perseverance is a real thing. And it's important. And, um, and like, and they are proud. They're very, very proud of, I think all of our kids are very proud of us and they love to work the front desk and, um, you know, it's, it's really sweet. My, my son's favorite show is shark tank. So he asked me a long time ago, like, well, who invested in you? Like who? And I'm like, uh, we did. <laughs> like, <laughs> I did. <laughs> so we were our own little sharks. But yeah, so it's it's been a challenge and a scary road. But ultimately, that feeling of uh, perseverance and accomplishment, regardless of COVID, right? We've we've done this. We've started from nothing. I remember uh, going back to look at some pictures of the space before we had even put like a single nail in the wall. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this was an empty building, an empty space. It didn't even have plumbing and look what we've built, you know? So it's an amazing feeling to, to go into work every day and see something that we really put all of our blood, sweat and tears into. And while it's hard on our families and, and, you know, we miss soccer games sometimes and, you know, we have to schedule like special parent teacher conferences outside of office hours or whatever it is, you know, it's ultimately worth that sacrifice to show our children that we can persevere. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. And I love that you guys involve your kids in the process. And it sounds like are super transparent. I think that you're giving them more than you probably could even imagine. So that's so great. Yeah, that's really, really cool. Thank you all for sharing. I feel like there's so much that people like miss when they see a business. It's like they don't always know the people and the passion and the heart behind it. So I'm just excited to be a tiny part of getting y'all's story out there because y'all are doing awesome things. And I know it's really hard to kind of keep going. What kind of keeps you guys beyond, you know, obviously your family and your kids? What really inspires you to keep going? I think honestly, our clients, um, Mm -hmm. it is the text messages, the chats before or after class, the calls, um, whatever it is. I know one of ours, and it seems, it it seems funny to say maybe to somebody who's not in it with us on the, the day in and day out, but somebody came into class the other day 
so excited because they were wearing a little bit of a crop top. And I mean, it's not for us, it's not just about the physical, but the fact that this person was so comfortable and so excited and just gaining something from the inside out, because that comes in from the inside when you're scared or you're nervous or you don't want to do something or you're feeling judged and to know that they could then walk into this class and enough to say it to me, like, look at me, like, I'm so excited for, you know, be that excited for yourself just as so much about, again, nothing to do with the physical and everything to do with the mental. And I think for us, that's what it is. Like we just so often we hear like, this is our saving grace. This is our mental. And that's what we want. Like do the physical changes, is that that come along with it? Does that get us excited to? Sure. We want that for people. That's what I guess, you know, keeps them coming. But for us, it's what it's doing for everybody um, mentally and emotionally, especially in such a crazy time that really keeps us going every day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you have along that? I love what you're saying because I am a believer that, or at least for me, health has nothing to do with my physical aspects. It's more just about my insides and my emotional health and my mental health. So with along those lines, uh, just as being in the health industry in the field that y'all are in, do you have maybe one or two or three just kind of top tips of during this time, how we can feed ourselves that health that we need to get through, especially times like this where we just feel so out of control of everything and things are changing every day. Um, what would you guys suggest to somebody who is asking that? So one thing that I've learned in this process, especially during COVID is that, you know, not everybody is going to feel comfortable enough to come into a studio right now. And we completely respect and understand that. So Mm -hmm. I know for some of my regular clients that, um, aren't feeling ready to come back into group fitness yet. Um, one of the things that I've always said is like, okay, if you can't make it in, you can't get your, get the, the, the feeling of the workout, you know, there, there are other ways that you can take care of yourself today. And like, I always say that to, to my friends, how can you take care of you today and Mm -hmm. making sure that you find that time, whether it's reading a book or whatever. Um, we also love to practice breathing in our class. Like I always, we always end our classes with like breathing together, even if it's just two, two deep breaths or whatever, just reminding ourselves that that is, that is the way to calm our bodies down. When we go through a workout and we take you through this high intensity, your heart's racing, you're breathing heavily, but the way to always come back to that center are those deep inhales and exhales. So I know like my watch will remind me to breathe. And I'm, my goal is to actually do that when my watch beeps at me to breathe, because it does just give you a moment of like, okay, you know, I'm here, whatever is going on. I got this. Just take a few deep breaths, reconnect. Yes. And I think in that same kind of that same vein, because I mentioned you're, are you sorry, you mentioned something about where everybody's feeling out of control. And this is separate of the, the workout to just sidebar. I think something again, that Rachel and I have realized through this process, I know we've said it to each other, but one piece of advice that we can give to each other just through personal and business and everybody else is you're not in control. And I think the sooner and the faster that you can realize that you are not in control, you do not control every situation that you're in. And that is not suddenly, easy for Whitney Stern. 
<laughs> that is uh no it is not it has been a learning process but it is is, is if you can breathe through it and just know that you are not in control and you just have to kind of live through it breathe through it i think that that really uh, opens up opens up a lot for you just mentally and physically find your people like you know not everyone's going to love all of us and you know maybe uh you know you have friendships through this pandemic that you've let go of or, you know, just haven't served you, but you know who your people are, right? And you can always, that you can always count on. And so, you know, like I said that earlier in the podcast, like Whitney and I have this way of sort of turning off work and like, okay, I need to just like get it out to you, right? That, you know, just a person that you can count on to be there when you want to just, you know, vent, cry, laugh, whatever. So find your people. And that's what I love about our community is like, these people didn't know each other. And now like they come to the workout, like best friends. And it's like, they may not even see each other outside of class, but in the class, they're like, they're connecting in a different way. So I think Mm -hmm. keeping that human emotion and that connection, even when we can't all hug each other and do the things that we normally do, just staying connected as humans. Yeah. That's all really good stuff. So breathe. Um, accept that we are not in control and find and stay connected to your people. Those are all such good tips. I feel like you guys touched on this in the beginning of like a big lesson is not to focus on the shine, you know, kind of start small and don't spend too much when you're getting started. But I was just going to ask one of the main things I always love to ask entrepreneurs is just like one of their biggest lessons that they've learned along the way. I know y'all are, you know, in the first year of your business, but I think it's fun to kind of talk to people in every stage. And so I was just going to see if there's any other, you know, lessons that we could impart on other people (laughs) that y'all have learned. I mean, I think we've given, we've probably given you our biggest, which are, you know, keeping, keeping it lean and focused on why it really there, um, the, the being able to pivot, which we've talked endlessly about here. And then, yeah, I was going to say also follow your gut and trust your partner and trust if you have a business partner, like trust each other. And cause there's a lot of external noise that happens when you become an entrepreneur and you run a business, like everyone is going to have an opinion. It's, it's so funny because Whitney and I constantly laugh like, okay, so-and-so said this and so-and-so told us this. And while we value other people's opinions and advice, ultimately we are the ones that all of it falls on. So we have to yeah. each other, ourselves and our instincts, because you will get a lot of unsolicited advice <laughs> in this process. Um, of course, yes. you know, we ask for advice when it counts and we do listen. But I think that sometimes you have to kind of take the advice as it comes. But no, you are ultimately, you know, driving the bus. Yeah. And so like she's saying, if you have a, find a good partner, find somebody that you can work with, um, that you can communicate with and you, uh, know when to push, when to step back and learn those lessons early. And if you are by yourself as an entrepreneur, if you are the only one that's going to run the business, make sure you surround yourself with a really good team and a support staff Mm -hmm. that you can, you know, have these difficult conversations because listen, I've, I've been in it many times, uh, just 
just as the side to self self-employed running your own business and you don't realize what really happens in that until you are in it and it is it is it is like nothing else that you will ever experience you are yeah. everything every job is yours every job folding <laughs> towels scrubbing floors there, there is no job that one of us won't do because at the end of the day, it's our baby. Like you change your baby's diaper, you do all the things that nobody else really wants to do. That's what we have to do as entrepreneurs and make sure that we stay humble. Even when we have full classes and the energy is great, we still have to, to clean the, the mirrors after class. Absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. love that. That's a great lesson. Yeah. For sure. I remembered what I was going to, then it's funny because this goes along the same lines, but I love, I am kind of a believer, like there are no mistakes, only lessons. And so I was going to ask you guys if there was kind of one big lesson or mistake that, that stood out that you guys learned from, but having that you guys are kind of newer, I wanted to kind of alter that question and with all these people that have given you advice, which I think it's so smart to talk to people who the, who have either done what you guys wanted to do or are doing. Um, but was there any lessons that somebody shared with you guys that you did take your their advice that perhaps saved you guys from a mistake? And if so, maybe what what is that? I, I think you guys talking about just staying lean. I think that's a huge, huge, huge tip for people starting any business. But was there anything else that sticks out in y'all's mind as to advice that you took and you're glad that you did? I think that everything that we took, it would be probably, and it sounds silly, but all in regards to our lease and the construction. Mm -hmm. And these things sound like things that you're like, that sounds boring to talk about. No. But whenever you're, whenever you're, thinking about starting this business, especially a business in which requires, you know, um, a storefront, Mm -hmm. you know, those are big things. And we actually had a good friend of ours, Chris Morrow. He has a commercial real estate company, uh, Morrow Hill. And I swear if it wasn't for him, we probably wouldn't have made it through executing the lease. And even with the construction, I mean, he handheld, I think he was terrified because him and his wife are such good friends of mine, ours, um, (laughs) that I think he was terrified to, to misstep with us. But everything having, and again, this is what I'm saying, have a good team, have people in your corner that know what they're doing. If it, I mean, there were so many things we have and still to this day, we're uncovering, especially again, let's bring up COVID again, having to go through COVID. What's in that lease? How are we protected? How do we change this? Who do we talk to? And all of these things are questions that goes back to, I mean, even during the pandemic, I'm calling Chris, help us. We don't know. We don't understand because this is not a language that we speak. Yeah. So right. well, develop like I, develop that team. I do not speak numbers well, but my mother is actually our bookkeeper. So yeah. what, what I mean, <laughs> so we surround ourselves with people that we really trust and have our best interest at heart. Um, mm-hmm. And so that has been, you know, really, really important to us. Um, it's also a lesson too. And while we do very much encourage entrepreneurs to stay lean, I think it's also been a lesson to us to, that you get what you pay for in certain yes. circumstances. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it's, yeah. we've had to redo things that we probably could have just spent the same amount of money doing it right the first time. Absolutely. Uh-huh. So these are just lessons, you know, that, and it's an on the job training. There is no like way that in which you have any uh, foresight into what you're going to incur as an entrepreneur, you know, as an entrepreneur. So, 
yeah, there have been some, uh, some challenges in that regard, but you, you do have to do your research and you do have to, you know, sometimes you do need to listen to that advice. Like I'm not an audio visual specialist and that's somebody else's job. So taking that, you know, to the experts and, and, and spending the funds the way that, you know, get it right the first time is a big lesson for entrepreneurs. I think that, I think the motto here, I think we've adopted a lot of mottos. I think in this (laughs) particular instance, cheaper is not always cheaper, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) We have had to throw a lot of good money at bad money to say the least in that regard. So that is, that is a good one. Yes. Good lesson. (laughs) Yeah. So stay lean, but then stay lean only where you have to maybe. (laughs) Especially when you don't know, when you're not familiar with something, right? Like a concept that is just completely out of your wheelhouse. That's a good place to get advice and to, you know, use services, people that really know their stuff because, you know, you can get yourself into a situation very quickly of, um, you know, writing checks and they're just going to end up leading to more check writing. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I've dealt oh, with that man. just in my personal life as well. <laughs> it's like buying the cheap desk never works out. Like you <laughs> always end up needing a new one. <laughs> I know. And we, and in that same sentence, we're saying, keep it lean. So I think that that's just it as an entrepreneur, you're always chasing that. How do I keep it down as much as I can without, you know, just totally blowing it out of the water and having to bring in 10 people, 10 AV people on something that should have, you know, been one easy job, you know? So it's yeah. just, that is a, that is a life lesson as an entrepreneur for sure. Yeah. It's a balancing act. And it's funny because the, you guys have mentioned several times, just the pivot. And I think that's also, I just want to highlight that too, because for me, that sticks out a lot with entrepreneurship is that, and really, I guess just in life kind of, it's, I, I have this visual in my head, like a dance, a dance pivot, but just that you're always being ready to pivot for any exterior changes, but also as a business owner, I think like what your clients want and and their want probably changes over time. And so I love that analogy that you kind of gave about pivoting. So yeah, yeah, I good. think we you can't be afraid to change. I think mm-hmm. that's that's kind of the best way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, we could sit here and talk all day. I love Pilates. The the studio I go to up in Prosper, um, I'm like, I should connect y'all with the owner. She's her she was in the military or her husband was, so she's opened Pilates studios in every city they lived in. So she has a lot wow. of just really good advice for opening studios, which y'all seem like y'all already got it down, but always good to connect and I definitely cannot wait to come try it out. I love the idea of being hot. I tried like a hot works class where you do like yoga in the heat, like in a sauna. Mm-hmm. So and I loved that. I tried it in with my sister-in-law. So I cannot wait to come try a class and we have to shout out Becca who she introduced us and she is a Pilates instructor at your place, right? Yes. Yes, she is. I have to tell you a little story about Becca because she and I go back a decade actually. Um, Oh yeah. We met at the big box uh, studio that I, or the big, sorry, the big box gym I used to work at. And uh-huh. um, she was just one of my Pilates students. And then she got injured and ended up having to have neck surgery. So I actually spent a year 
um, with Becca helping her rehab her neck and get strong enough to be able to go back and do fitness again. And I always knew that if this ever ha- this dream ever came true, I would want Becca along for the ride because not only is she a beautiful person inside and out, she just embodies everything that we're doing at this studio, you know, inclusive inclusivity, you know, joy, like all the things that we love about what we're doing. She is such a, such a great addition to our team. Yeah. She is definitely like a shining light. She's amazing. I know her through my sister-in-law. They were on Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders together. And then she did some modeling when I was doing like a boutique with my sister-in-law and I got to know her there and she just, I don't know, she's always made your day better anytime she's around. So I was super glad. Yeah, I'm so glad she connected us and I'm so glad we got to know you guys and um, hopefully I can meet you guys in person soon. And then I didn't know if there was anything else we left out before we get to our challenge. That's kind of how we end the episode. Is there anything we left out that you'd like to add? Um, We're at Walnut Hill in 75. We're in studio. We have some outside classes for those that aren't comfortable. Come visit us. Cool. Yeah. And how do people find you online and on social media? Yeah, tell us all the things of how they can connect with you. Um, we have a website. Um, it's shinehotpilates.com. Um, the Instagram handle is shinehotpilates. So a lot of communication goes through Instagram. We use that a lot. Um, we are on MindBody. Um, that's how you book everything. So if you search us through MindBody, um, I will say since you gals are um, further away, um, just for your use, you often have to expand your mile radius. So don't <laughs> don't lose us in that on my yeah. body. Um, we are class pass, studio hop, every, everything. I mean, we're we're all around. So um, I'd like to say we're easy to find. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. so um, yeah. So so I think I think that's it. Cool. Anything else? Um, I think that's it. We're also on Facebook. We have our own Facebook page, Shine Hot Pilates and Sculpt Studio, but we run all of our communication through Instagram. And if you want to get on our mailing list, you can go to um, our website and sign up for all of our updates. We send out, you know, weekly communication so you know what's going on. We do a lot of free classes when we have new instructors and things. So, you know, we always are down to let someone try out a class. You know, we, you can reach us personally on our Instagram, send us a DM. I'm at Rachel JWP. Um, okay. So feel Perfect. free to ask any yeah. questions. That is awesome. Thank you guys. So everybody, if you are interested, go see Whitney, Rachel, and our friend Becca, if you're in the Dallas area. It's such a pleasure to get to know you guys. And we really, really appreciate you sharing your story. It's really inspiring. And we truly wish you guys an abundance of success and health and joy and just keep doing what you're doing. Um, and we love to end our episodes with a challenge for the week for not only ourselves, but any of our listeners that want to join us for the week. And so we would love for you guys to assign us our challenge for this week. If you have something for us, I think, um, our challenge would be to just take a risk. I think if you're thinking about wanting to do something in business or in life, just to go for it. Cause like we, we said, you know, you're not in control. And so if you don't, you know, think about all the things that could go wrong or, um, just all the things that you could get in in the way, the blinders, just, just go for it. Take the leap, take the risk and you never know where you might land. 
Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Yay. Well, again, thank you. And listeners, thanks for tuning in another week. We love you guys and we will see you next week. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you.